Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where we talk about all things Commander. And this week, we are talking about secret tech cards. Maybe some underplayed gems, maybe they do something specific, maybe they battle specific strategy in your group, or maybe they're just obscure, fun cards we want to show off. So we have 12 tech cards for you here today. And before we get into that, let me introduce my co-hosts. We have Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Richard. How are you? I'm doing well. Tomer, budget commander. Uh, where's the plant? Your your scenery keeps changing. Is the plant still alive? The plants are fine. <laughs> They're not here. Where are they? <laughs> I need to see pictures with the newspaper. Okay, so I so I, I was jumping back and forth between Paris and, and here, and I moved all my plants into a central location so my friend could water them once a week, and then I might have forgot to put them back, but they're fine, I assure you. <laughs> Trust me. Grim, the Asian Avenger, how are you doing? Hi, I'm great. I'm excited. Lots of uh, sweet stuff to talk about uh, from, from actually my, my lists are mostly new cards, so I'm pretty excited. All right, so before we get into our secret tech cards, uh, today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit, the easiest way to sell your magic cards. So Card Conduit lets you skip all the typing, time, and work associated with buy listing. You can send in as many cards as you want with buy list value $1 or more, and you'll pay just a 5% service fee. And you can use their sorted service where you list and sort your cards in advance and pay only a 2% service fee. So no matter which option you'll choose, you'll get a detailed report with the result and fast payment once your order is processed. So head over to cardconvent.com slash mtggoldfish and you can get 10% off today. So thank you for sponsoring our show. And remember to like, follow, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening or watching on. We would greatly appreciate it. So today we have secret tech cards. Seth, hit us off with the first secret tech card you have for us. Okay, this card, it, it blows my mind this card doesn't get more respect. And uh, that card is Obscuring Haze. So Obscuring Haze, it's part of that really busted Commander 2020 cycle that has kind of, like, broke the format. It's the green one that no one knows about. It's a three-minute instant. You cast it for free if you have your Commander. And it says prevent all damage that would be dealt this turn by creatures your opponents control. So this is a fog. I think fogs in general are super secret tech cards in Commander because for a really low price, they stop potentially tens or hundreds of damage coming at you, which is really, really powerful. Like, it is a way that you can deal with Voltron threats, you can deal with a huge swarm, it's good against Go Tall, it's good against Go Wide. And this card, in specific, is a really powerful VOG, even outside the fact that you can potentially cast it for free, which makes it even more of a secret tech, you can be completely tapped out, and as long as you have your commander, you can still fog the board. The way it's worded makes it even more powerful than most fogs, because it only prevents the damage that would be dealt by your opponent's creatures this turn. Most fogs, if you look at, like, traditional frog, they just say prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn, so it's preventing the damage of your creatures and your opponent's creatures. Obscuring Haze only prevents your opponent's creatures damage, which means if your opponent swings a bunch of stuff into you, you can fog to prevent that damage and probably pick off a creature or two by blocking because your creatures still get to deal damage. If you look at this cycle, 
Fierce Guardianship's like 60 bucks. Uh, the Deflecting Swat's like 60 bucks. Deadly Rollick's like over 40 bucks. This card's like under $5 still. It just gets no respect compared to the rest of the cycle. And no one plays it. It's in like 1% of decks. And those are typically like Fog style decks, like Thanos, like Force Combat decks, or Agnes McKenzie. The card really should just be played way, way more. It's It's really good. I mm-hmm. agree. I had constant mists as a card on this list before I saw your obscuring haze, and that's the buyback fog. I think fog as a general class is criminally underrated. It's like a get out of free card, and obscuring haze is get out of free, get out of jail free for like no mana, and then like maybe one sided wrath your opponent while you're at it. Uh, so I actually really like it as well. And what's the red one? It's- that the red the, one's the uh, SWAT, right? No, yeah. What's the white one? Oh, the white one. No, white so one's the, indestructible. White one's Wait, indestructible. Yeah, one's no, the white one actually the sees a lot of play, fun. but it's only yeah. like twelve dollars because they just reprinted it in the Phyrexia Commander deck. So it's the so only one that actually blue, has been yeah, reprinted. So they're all they all see play except green. So yeah, yeah. I think people are missing out on this green one. They really are. I I am the naysayer here. I so, so it like I, fog. Like, not a fog. <laughs> you know what? You know what I like more than fogs? Removal. Like <laughs> you send me, you send like some big thing at me. I'm gonna use my swords of plowshares and remove it. Like but I don't what know. If, what if, it what if they have many over? big things? I feel like the problem. What with if the they fogs, crater hooked you? Okay, yeah. What if they do a lot of things? But like, like even even fogs, I feel like. Like something like an Aetherize, I much prefer too, because if they send stuff at me, yeah, it costs four mana, but it puts it resets their entire board in the process. Or Ink Shield costs five mana, but it turns into a win condition because if you swing with me with like ten power, I have twenty power on the board with flying, and I kill you on my on the backswing. Have- like, I think free man free being free is good, but like. I, it's just very narrow. Like, what if what if somebody swings for me for lethal? Then oh, obscuring case is really good. But like, what if they just combo out? Well, I wish I would have just had removal instead. And also, the removal is <laughs> well, probably going to save me. Do? Yeah, what's no, but like, going to do if they combo? <laughs> yeah, but it's at least it's a bigger a bigger swing in my favor. I think like if I really want to be running a fog effect, but I just prefer removal. Like. Uh, a removal spell is going to save me from lethal damage, but it's also going to stop a combo, and it also stops like an insane value play or anything like that. It's just more flexible. So I don't really run Fox. Crim, yeah, what, sure. what's your decision? I, I'm, not on... On, I'm not high on the fog either. Like it's, I've had it played, and I'm just like that was a dead draw. That was cool, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you you get somebody. I, I don't know. I just I guess I'm not a fan of Fogs. It's really good when Unless it works. Unless you're a dedicated Fog deck, then sure. It just feels really bad when it's like a dead card in your hand. You're like, oh, I wish this was something else. Please. How, how oh. often does that really this... happen, though? Like, if you think about a game of Commander, either you win... Or someone's going to attack you for lethal eventually. Or I guess the other option is they play some spell-based combo when none of our removal spells actually applies. Like, doesn't matter if it's either eyes, doesn't matter if it's fog. Like, they all are going to do nothing if someone's, you know, storming off and grape-shotting you or whatever. Then, or, or then none of these cards are relevant. Or just kills you with, like, a Blood Artist combo. Like, some, some graveyard loop, you know? Like, they could just... 
Maybe yeah, do stuff where you can still interact. Either eyes doesn't do anything there either, though. Yeah, I don't like either eyes either. I'm just saying if I ha- if I was forced to run a fog effect, I would prefer these other ones. I just don't I'm, like fogs. They're too I gotta, situational. Uh, go ahead, Richard. Uh, I don't. I, I was trying to avoid being like the crazy person all the time, but like, oh, here it is. It's your role, Richard. Embrace it. Oh, embrace yourself. <laughs> like. The reason you cut source the plowshares is the run of Skurikaze. Like no! you, 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 like this. This is the blanket. Get out. Like Teferi's protection. Think of all the times you just use it as simply a fog. Like you know, obviously you can use it to protect your board. You can use it to phase out when someone storms off just grape shot you. But a lot of times you just use it as a fog, and you can play a no, free fog or literally a one man of fog. fog. Like the difference between fog and all the solutions you're proposing is they cost more. Like of course, if I like cyclonic rift, I can get rid of the problem, but that's like eight mana, right? Obscuring haze is three. If you pay the real mana cost, it's one, which is you know fog. So the the mana efficiency and the the get out of like I I feel. You you save yourself more often with the fog than a swords to plowshares. Like more often than not, there's gonna be a hexproof creature coming at you, or like a wide board or a bunch of tokens, and the fog does a better job. So actually my my choice of like get out of jail is like actually fog rather than swords to plowshares. But yeah, I, I didn't want to go there, guys. But you made me do <laughs> it. No, in, in no in no world would I ever cut swords to plowshares to put in a fog. <laughs> That is, yeah, I, I, I don't, this is why everyone is beyond the realm of reasoning. <laughs> I won't even. <laughs> Richard, I mean, there's too much this... bias because the, the, the first thing you're taught when you become good at magic is that fog is bad. And I feel that that is correct in 1v1, but it is not the correct answer in multiplayer. And I feel we're all biased by that. Uh, so, yeah, I think fog is a lot better than people give credit for. No, obviously you don't want to play like twenty fogs unless you're turbo fog, right? But like a one one fog or two fogs, I think is actually pretty good. No, and this is the best Dude, of the five. Is almost always is it arachnogenesis <laughs> I think better? The best. I think or ink shield, yeah. Yeah, well, that costs uh, I gotta ask you. I gotta wait, wait. Hang on, ink shields come up a couple times. Have you ever a single time actually made ink shield work? Because I have yes. seen it added to a lot of decks. And I have almost—I don't know if I've ever seen it work. Like it's five mana. Like what I see is it it's not just, available like, on Magic Online. That's why we've never seen it work. Though, <laughs> like it, I it, have it in my paper. Yeah. It's Super so fun. much mana. I know, you actually, but it wins you the game. It might like if <sighs> that actually wins you the game. That that one actually does win you the game. It's like you swing at me for like just ten. Da- it doesn't have to be lethal. It could just be ten damage, and then I I swing back at you for twenty in the air. Yeah, it's so it's so yeah, good. But, you get but how are you the, leaving the a off player with five mana sitting up? Like you're like, Ooh. yeah, like, like, okay, playing that's around dumb... ink shield. That's like, like, for like, me. I mean, like if you hold five mana as an Orzhov player, yes. Right? I, I no think, way you're uh, playing around ink shield. How to dude. win the game? Step one: play Orzhov. Step two: keep a five mana at all times. <laughs> yeah. The I'll take that. Of... If you want to hold five mana the entire game against me, then by all means, let's play this game. 
I the power of obscuring I, haze is it's literally free. Like like assuming you have your commander, but like there's such a huge difference between what Richard was saying, the the Orzhov player with five mana up and the completely tapped out person who just happens to have their commander. Like those are that's so much different. I think I have the same problem with Arachnogenesis. I was actually like going through the fogs because I knew I wanted to have one <laughs> one on this list. And I consider Arachnogenesis, but that still is like three mana. I don't think it's bad, but it's still three mana. Constant Mist is good, but even that's two mana, uh, although the buyback is a big upside. So I think this is just like the surprise factor, I think, makes it so, so strong. Like in the same way that uh, that the other members of this cycle are super strong, just the ability to do something while you're completely tapped out is a inherently powerful effect. That's why Fierce Guardian, we've talked about Fierce Guardianship so many times, or Deflecting Swat, or, you know, whatever. Doesn't this get some credit for just, like, doing that? Something that no other fog can do? But... It doesn't feel a fog. It doesn't I mean, feel you don't like frog. frog. You don't like free fog. So I yeah, yeah, see like, their argument, I think, right? Like, I think it doesn't would you like a free problem. healing solve? Like, I don't want this. Like, yeah, like, they still have their board. Like, they can still swing at you the very next turn. So you still need to have some sort of answer to the fact that they can kill you. They, they can swing at you for lethal. And then yeah, you, the other problem with this is just like... It's just not a good card unless it's, it's doming you for lethal, right? Like, if somebody swings at you for 10 and you're at, like, 20, are you going to fog so you're not going to go to 10 and you're going to stay at 20? Well, in that context, eh. it's a removal spell, right? Like, you just play it but and block their thing anything. and kill it. Is it? Well, oh, if, you have, if you have creatures, it's it's essentially a removal spell. You just block yeah. and your creatures don't take any damage and theirs do. I guess if oh, you don't, these, if these guys would agree with us. So you're we're going to have to split off. We'll do our own right. fog yeah, tier I, list I, next we'll week. We'll have our own <laughs> tier list. <laughs> aren't you, aren't you a I don't like fog. So, It'd be like yeah. S's ink shield and everything else is just <laughs> B. Really I, easy I for actually me. think Constant Mist is, is a card that most decks cannot beat. Like yeah. you, you, you plop it down and you just constant miss every turn. And if they're not playing blue, they're done for. Like there's a <laughs> lot of decks that just cannot deal with the constant miss every turn, assuming you make your land drops. But yeah. this is not the fog tier list. That's that's the special after hours podcast. <laughs> <with me except. laughs> I'm down. Uh, oh, oh, I have removal too, Tomer. Okay, do you consider this removal? I so do. my card is dress down. Now dress down. Uh, is a two-mana blue enchantment with flash. When it ETBs, you draw a card, and creatures lose all abilities, and at the beginning of the end step, sacrifice dress down. Now, I actually this is... found this on a Reddit post uh, a while back, but it sold me on playing this as your blue removal because someone creator hoofs you dress down nothing happens they dock side you dress down nothing happens they they eternal witness reclamation sage omnath you just dress down and it stops all of that if they have like a voltron up commander dress down like it cycles it's two mana it's blue it it does the thing but I have a feeling Tomer's not going to like it because it's temporary <laughs> once again <laughs> no I, I love Wait, this card this card's great this card sees modern play. Like but it's, it's only like saves you for one turn. But it only saves you for one turn. <laughs> but it's, it's not. No, but I treat it more of a counter spell. Like it's a very situational counter spell. Like you have somebody going for an e wit for the going for the game win or going for the board wipe in their Thoracle. in their graveyard or yeah whatever. You just you just drop it on the battlefield 
and it's it's it stifles basically a lot of powerful etbs it can it can save you also as a fog or whatever but i generally speaking i see it more of a a, like a a narrow counter magic that's two mana on an enchantment which is very cool and it it draws a card so it replaces itself i think this card is gas yep i definitely like this card is definitely something I, I would love to like play more of and see more of, right? Because it, it is exactly like Tomer said. It's a stifle. It replaces itself. But yeah, like it counters a lot of random combos and it's seen in CDH and it's, you know, obviously great and modern. So yeah, like why wouldn't this be great? Yeah, I mean, just the the drawing a card really makes it. The, the bar's pretty low if you can trip. So it's hard for it to ever really be bad because worst case, it cycles for two mana, so... Yeah. It's never going to get stuck in your hand or anything. I've definitely been blown out by it in Modern. I have never really seen it in Commander, though. I'm going to have to start playing it more. Oh, the, the times where someone dressed down and killed my... Uh, there's a domain Tarmogoyf thing. And I'm like, <laughs> what? It becomes a 0-0 zero, zero yeah. and dies? This is stupid. I hate yeah. you. <laughs> it gets rid of all the Urza but... Saga constructs for the same yeah. reason. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think I think the best one. Was, I am I not think crazy like anymore. It's or a something. good card. <laughs> Somebody played Rayhan, and then another another person played Dressdown, and it answered. It's like a zero zero with entering with plus one plus one counters, and so it just entered as a zero zero and died. And I was like, Got him! Yeah, nice. <laughs> you played if it didn't cycle. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm curious. I'm like, no, it, it does so much, not. and it cycles on top of that. So you wouldn't play it if it didn't cycle. I'm, I'm addicted to card draw. Would I just play like uh, another like like? Universal answer or something like an anguish on making. Maybe just so you run stifle or something. Well, because yeah, anguish yeah. doesn't deal mana. with a thoracle or a crater. Hey, I guess it doesn't deal with thoracle. No, mm. right? Or like, let's say they have a creature based combo or something like dockside or like like there's a lot of etbs and, and things. Then counterspell it. You probably run like, like yeah the yeah yeah. I'd probably What's play it's like another counter. I think. Yeah. Unless maybe if I was like Enchantress or something, if I had additional synergies, but I don't think it would. I would consider just a generic like All Star if it didn't draw a card. I'd probably run like Trick Bind or something. The last yeah. split second yeah. uh, stifle effect. Boy, wait, wait, least... wait, you don't like I, I, you don't like I, I, fogs because fog. they might get stuck in your hand, and you're gonna play stifles. <laughs> well, stifles I'm saying if it didn't, so if it didn't draw a card, if it, I don't run it, but like if I really needed that effect on okay. Dressdown. Then I would want, can, want the one that can stop combos really easily. You can also combo with it. Like, if you want to get your Phage in play or something, it can stifle your own negative ETB triggers. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next level. It's a good card. All right. Tomer, what do you have for us? Okay. So there's a little card. It's a, a sorcery. Um, and this is my style of removal. Like, I'm big on removal. I'm big on ro- uh, board wipes. So fade away. It's a three mana sorcery each creature that creature's control phase one. Sorry, no, okay. Um, I like Fade Away. All right, so uh, but I've already I've already discussed Fade Away. It's not even a secret tech anymore. It is tech, and I have shared it with the world. <laughs> it doesn't so. count as tech because it doesn't work. <laughs> it's, yeah, secret, yeah. <laughs> it's an all star in my min deck. All right, but there's a new card that actually piqued my interest. And I've been playing it a little bit, and I think this card has a lot of potential, even though it just came out. I think people are kind of sleeping on it. We didn't even talk about it in our top 10 Aftermath cards. Uh, This is Filter Out. This is a three-mana blue instant that says return all non-creature, non-land permanents to their owner's hands. 
This is a very unique effect in blue, and it's one of the cheapest effects uh, that we've seen in blue as well. Uh, evacuation is something that blue is really good at. Being instant speed bouncing uh, creatures is something that blue is very good at. But they do it at like four mana, five mana. Um, we've never seen bounce all non-creature non-land permanents to their owner's hand, I don't think, in, in blue. But definitely not for three mana. Three mana is exceptionally cheap for the sort of ability. So I was thinking, like, where would I want to run this card? And honestly... I would say like Simic based decks are going to really like this. Anything that's like super creature heavy where you're, you don't have a lot of artifacts on the battlefield. You don't have a lot of enchantments on the battlefield. This card can actually be a really great way to just put people behind a lot compared to where you are. Like artifact decks, enchantment decks are not going to have a great time while you have developed the board full of creatures. So this card is very not like it's not like an auto include or anything, but I think this is a card you have to really keep your eye on when you're in a creature heavy deck um, in blue. Uh, and maybe even like a, like a mirror style deck or something like that that doesn't have good ways of dealing with enchantments and artifacts. Just three mana, instant speed, remove a bunch of permanents from the battlefield. It's just, it's, it's inherently powerful. It doesn't fit everywhere, but it's going to be really strong in certain decks. This card is, is huge. Uh, I, I think this card's amazing. I've pretty much managed to like any now, like any creature deck in blue, it, it goes in there. It's like, I, I think it's an auto include in there. Like, why wouldn't you? When it's, when it comes to creature decks, like it's it sets you, it's so beneficial to your game plan and it it's so cheap. It, it like every tempo deck I've played, I love this card, right? Because I get to continue to keep all my all my little creatures and it, it's three mana. Mm-hmm. I think this was like one of my most hyped cards coming out of of aftermath. Uh, I just am so sweet, so confused. Re- <laughs> Why? Okay, I, Even I in you, the creature deck, your opponent keeps their creatures you, and just blocks. Why? I, I'm not understanding the logic three here. Let me give you three examples. I'll take one. One examples. good example, and I, I will be satisfied. Right. Two words. See? Monsters. All right? Okay, you're I, in Simic. All right? Oh God. You're, uh-huh. you're ramping. How are you ramping? You're not with mana rocks. Not with treasures or any of that garbage. No, you're doing good old green land ramp. And then you play your big old sea monsters on the battlefield and your opponents they're putting their signets on the battlefield they're trying to set up and all do their little cute little things maybe they drop a little propaganda to be like old sea monsters please don't hit me you may have to pay some mana boom three mana you just set them back like two turns and you have sea monsters on the battlefield boom punch them in the face same thing with like simic merfolk or uh minwally illusionist is another great example where it's very creature focused i don't want to bounce my tokens i want them to die so bounce bounce is bad but yeah i just set them all back multiple turns or so, you can so even your plan is to bounce mana rocks is that what i've heard well, you bounce here? you bounce their treasures you bounce their mana rocks you bounce if they're enchantress you just bounce all their enchantments I and then they have to bounce another... enchantress i don't you, think you want to do that though they, it takes a okay. They'll, oh, they'll draw another card from their blah 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 thing, but they're pinched on mana, and setting them back an entire turn is is good, I think. Or you could even storm off of it. Like if you're in like is it storm? If you're like Joyra, for example, historic storm, you bounce all your artifacts. Your artifact storm, you okay, bounce all your see. like Cheerios artifacts. Cheerios. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's that's legit. Like, like if, if the argument's it's good as a combo piece, I I can see that. If you want to pick up all your zero mana rocks and like do that stuff. I just don't I, I even in the like sea monster scenario I'm just like doesn't your opponent keep all their so you're like is the scenario like 
none of my opponents are playing creatures in their decks. I'm playing a creature deck, <laughs> and then in that like that pot, no, it's good. I'm my, like my so creatures are wait, 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 wait. Are you are you just forgetting but, about also like rogues and and all the cheap like evasive creatures like yeah. that I. Like, but what do you? What, what do your opponent still rocks, has all though. their creatures? Like, all you're doing because is bouncing their mana rocks. They still have their blockers, right? They still have all well, that. They're not. They're not blocking usually the decks that I'm playing with creatures, right? Because like, I they don't have the opportunity to. And sea so, monsters are eight eights. What are you and blocking? Then that, like, you're you're blowing up their setup, right? You're blowing up all the stuff they're doing around the creatures. And I'm and I know that my creatures are low to the ground and evasive, so I don't care if they have creatures. I, I probably care if, example, like, I don't know, I'm not but, but you care that no they have mercy. a mana rock? I'm confused. I, yeah, well, yeah, a tempo deck. What do I want to do? I want to set you back all the plays tempo. that you've, like, done, right? Set you back so you redeploy your pinched on mana and you do it again. This spell costs me probably way less than the amount of mana that I've bounced back and, like, disrupted. But if you play against another green deck, then you bounce... Nothing, maybe. Like, I mean, it's, if you're it's pretty me, situational, to, right? If I get to like send back your Ozlith or or your World Tree and make you do it all over again on your turn, that's fine with me. I don't care, right? Even if it's just a one mana spell. The point here is you are still spending your turn to redeploy everything, and I can do this at instant speed, and that's nuts. Three mana for three mana. Don't wait, but don't you also have to redeploy all your stuff, or is the well, is the argument? Like, I'm not I'm not playing any mana rocks in my deck or any. Mystic so studies like most, or okay. Huh. Most of my low to the ground creature decks don't like outside of like my sword and stuff like that. Like I'm not like too worried about what I'm bouncing back. And if you're in green, then shambles. you're not you're not mana <laughs> exactly. rocking Body it up. You know, redeploy. Like yeah, sea monsters speed. don't care. It's instant speed. How is that not amazing? I mean, you know what else is instant speed? <laughs> Obscuring haze. <laughs> yeah, but this actually, I mean, yeah, this actually like, removes from the battlefield. This doesn't deal with anything. This doesn't deal with anything. Not permanently. It saves you for a turn. Oh, <laughs> the logic. My brain is melting. Oh, my brain. Creatures are permanent. It's so good. Oh my god! I would never play no, this what? card outside of a combo piece. It takes a permanent on the battlefield and removes it from the battlefield. Cheerios is good. Cheerios is good. All non-creature, non-land permanents. <laughs> Most people don't have that many. Yeah. They have like maybe one Dude, that they care what? about. I thought what y'all were thinking. It, I thought y'all were thinking it bounced creatures too, and then it made sense. But no, no. Yeah. Can you imagine if you aware. put warp devotion on the battlefield and then you run this? Oh, yo, I, yeah, I, I, I can. That, I can get behind the combo it plan. Warp devotion. Like if you're <laughs> trying to do some combo, I can get behind that. But just playing this for value, I, I can't. I can't see myself doing like, it. Like if you're if you're at a pod where everyone's playing Voltron, then this is gas, right? They attack, you filter out, and then you kill their commander. Let's, let's not, oh, this makes my equipment this makes my, my equipment deck so sad. Like if you if you cast this and I swing, like imagine I yeah. swing some some creatures and you you bounce all my equipment. Oh yeah, but th- th- oh, this is I'm super sad. tech, right? Or like maybe enchantress, no. like you you bounce all their enchantments, you kill their thing, and then you like alpha strike them. Mm-hmm. So I can see it about, as, like, like a very it, narrow tech card. <laughs> like, Enchantress is always like, oh, I'm going to draw a card whenever I cast an enchantment. But, like, if you're spending five mana for your privileged position and three mana for your ghostly prison, that still takes time to redeploy. I don't care that you drew five extra cards over the But can you kill them in that more... one turn? And if Probably. you could, like, could, would, would it better just to 
run like overrun or something and just finish them off with your one attack. Well, but if they have like but ghostly so prison effects, you can't overrun them. You got to remove this. That's the, true. The if you want to remove stuff. ghostly prison, but you have cyclonic rift or I definitely will take this that. over a freaking fog. No, for two mana, you can use it to remove propaganda. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay, okay. Crib, what do you have for us? Okay, this is the most so controversial. I, I have a six mana card. As I said, a lot of the surprisingly, although March of the Machines had like literally no effect on standard, um, what it did have, and I don't mean, oh yeah, because they always build for commander. I think this set actually did a lot for commander. And it's one of the commander deck cards. It is uh, 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 Infernal Sovereign. It's four black, black, flying, trample, skip your draw step, and whenever you play a land or cast a spell, you draw a card and lose a life. So, I think this card is sweet. This is, like, yeah, I'm giving up my draw step, but how easy it is that I'm just going to play, like, I play a land, I draw a card. You know, I, I cast anything, I just, I lose a life, I draw a card. Like, this is just a really good six mana value engine. Like, for a while, we like you know you used to see like in black like what's the thing where non-token creatures dying you draw a card yada yada yada. This is just literally always harvester have, of souls. Yeah, harvester of souls. This is just going to do better, I think, every time, right? Like those cards like that. Like this is just a really good demon. And obviously, I play it in my demons deck, so that's why I love this thing. And if I'm ever worried about getting Oppo agented out, then like hopefully I have removal for it, right? But like or not Oppo, uh, notion thief. But the point here is that oftentimes this comes down and it just accrues a silly amount of value. Hmm. I mean, seems fine. What kind of decks do you play? Is this like a demon tribal card for you, Krem? Or are you just jamming it in like generic, uh, like any deck? So I have it also like in my Kyrick deck and then I have it in my Bellacore deck. And then I just have it as a really good black like threat that is also a value engine. It's a solid creature. Oh, it's busted it's a in Carrick. It it's great in Carrick, obviously, but like you know what I mean. Like this this card just is a solid black mid range threat that accrues value, and it, it does it doesn't do anything flashy. It's just good. I think this is a flat out good card. What, it, like, what is the there? most amount of cards you can draw in black for six mana? That has a body and that rewards no, no, not you for a playing a just land. like raw card draw. Oh, I'm not sure. Necropotence, Necrologia. I guess Necro. Okay, ignore I mean, Necro. You can draw your deck. Five mana, mana, five mana draw right. fives, right? Peer like, into uh, the abyss Promise of power. Peer into the abyss yeah, is draw right. half your deck yeah. for seven. But right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on team. If I'm, I, I'm on team, draw a lot of cards while also advancing the board. So I actually like this because if this was just like six mana, draw lots of cards, like that's great, but I don't want to die. Been having a six six flying trample attached to it. I like I like that a lot. Like I, I like pairing my card my card advantage with a, a board state, and that does that. So I do like it. Um, I like it mostly. You kind of die. You take a life for each card you draw. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of yeah, dying. You like, really need yeah. life link. I think if you drop like sure. some sort of life link ability on it, like Raphael Fiendish Savior gives all your with, your like demons you know, and you stuff with, life this, link. There's no shortage of ways to like gain life, and not only that, you have Gary, you have all these things, right? Like the the, the this is just a very good creature. I think my concern with it is like. It's kind of bad right away, right? Like, assuming... Uh, like so, I guess six. if you have, like, 12 mana or something. But, yeah, if you just play this on... If you play it on six, it can die without doing anything. 
Or worst case, like if your opponents want to be really mean, they wait until you skip your draw and then kill it on your draw step, and then you actually just end up <laughs> down the card for playing it. Well, but what if you respond at that point? Because then you untap. And you uh, respond I forget. Krim always has. Krim's always got an instant. Yeah, but what if you play that. Infernal Sovereign and then they filter out all your mana rocks back, and then you can like storm off and draw? <laughs> or is that but a then, This keeps getting better. But then they like, scurrying you put this in filter out, and it all. Falls apart, but but obscuring haze. They've you've gone up fifteen cards by that time, and they've prevented six damage. It, only it cards kinda, only bad uh, if it's like you're empty handed, right? Like if you you can't if you're empty handed, you can't cast this. Like, well, but even if you have no, but whatever you draw wait, off the top not? will draw you a card. Right? Oh wait, no, you can't draw. You, you don't get to draw. Yeah, you skip. So you're empty handed. You're, you're done. You, you have a commander. You have. Yeah. Oh yeah, so you have a commander. That, yeah, yeah, you can, yeah, But then you have to. Yeah, I feel like if you that that green card there's a green card where you stop drawing or something but every time you play recycle or something recycle yeah yeah. that's also six mana there's there's a few versions of this there's like a black enchantment no perfusion that's six mana and you skip your draw step and you play a card you draw a card your max hand size is two I think those yeah. come with bodies the body yeah the flying six six trample body is like this is again it's not flashy it's not doing anything new in the game of magic but what it is is just efficient it is efficient and very just a solid well-rounded card i like it it's a it's an interesting choice i'm a little skeptical of creatures that don't do anything right away but i could see like if you get to untap with it and go off with it like it can certainly be super powerful like its ceiling is super high i feel like in a a like yeah in a 1v1 format i'm never playing this card right but like the, the thing is like in commander this is also like not something that where it's like oh my god everyone's oh, gonna kill you it, for it. I would. To- I think this isn't this like a why, huge why removal it? magnet. I, if <laughs> I saw you play this, I would think oh my god if I let you untap, you're gonna draw so many cards. I'm you're gonna pull super far ahead. I don't know if I try to kill we'll you, see. but I would. I would be very frightened of this card. I'd be frightened. So you would. You would have to. Yeah, <laughs> which which means though the upside, like you had mentioned, the ceiling here is absurdly high. If you untap with this, it, you're gonna draw cards. It reminds me a little bit of like the black consecrated sphinx i think it's worse because you're really likely to at least draw two cards with consecrated sphinx yeah but like it, it reminds me of that same threat level of like if we don't deal with this before it goes around the table the person with this card is gonna is gonna really pull away it feels like a weak consecrated sphinx that's for sure like yeah like consecrated sphinx once you do one turn cycle you don't have to cast anything you just if you make it one turn cycle you draw at least six cards right one for each opponent or two yeah. for each opponent for on their draw phase. And then if they draw any more cards, then you're like, oof, gravy town. Um, so it's like a weak Consecrated Sphinx, but is that bad? Like, uh, I think Consecrated Sphinx, even in, in 2023, is like a fantastic card. And so, it has... And it's a dollar. It's and like it has some huge upside. Like, there yeah. are turns where you untap with this and cast five spells and draw five cards mm-hmm. and just, like, chain them together and, like, go off. So if you're flooding mana rocks and lands, yeah. you're just like, okay, cool. I just replace those. That's like, it seems worth it, right? You spend mana, you get mana, and then you just keep firing off spells. All right. Mm -hmm. Next up, Seth, what do you have for us? 
Cool. So I was really tempted to put Mana Tithe in this slot because I really love Mana Tithe, and no one expects it, which I think makes it kind of a secret, but I, I think I have an even better white card to uh, to talk about in this slot instead, which is the restoration of Iganjo. Uh, restoration of Iganjo is one of the one of the sagas from Kamigawa Niai Dynasty, uh, kind of the, the white version of... Um, Reflections of Kiki Jiki. So it's a three mana saga. First lore counter, you search for a basic planes. Second one, you discard a card, and then you can reanimate a permanent with mana value two or less tapped. And then you flip it into a okay creature, a three four with vigilance. So when it attacks or blocks, she makes a one one spirit. So I think the upside of this card is. Uh, so people play it a little bit in Commander in like Saga decks or Enchantress decks, but I actually think this is just a really solid white ramp spell. Like if you think about what the first two lore counters on this do, the first one, it, it's ramp would suspend one essentially. The first one gets you the planes and then the floor is the next turn you discard that planes and put it on the battlefield. So you ramped yourself with a land. It's not even getting blown up by uh, by whatever, Vandal Blast or any of the Mana Rock style ramp. And then the upside is you could also be getting back your spirited companion or your soul rank something like that that died throughout the game and then the backside it's not a exciting creature a three four on like turn five or something isn't gonna like win a game of commander but it is a fine creature like it can attack and block it makes some one ones in in a game of commander you're never gonna complain about having a body on the battlefield so i actually think this is just like a really good white ramp spell with a, some flexibility and upside that you don't need to be an enchantment deck to play. I think you can jam this in in any deck and get the value out of it. I'm shocked that Seth uh, suggested this one because Seth, it says a basic planes. You don't run basics. How are you? How are you running this card? You're gonna I, fail, fail to find. I I might have two or three. I, I might ah. have two or three. Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, what do you think, Richard? I'm always trying to sell you on these these ramp spells this that like put lands on the battlefield. Okay, hey, I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> I, I haven't played this that much in Commander, even though I play this so much in Standard and as ramp most of the time. It also has a lot of synergy with just random white reanimation, like Sun Titan, Savine's Reclamation. All those things can bring it back. So I actually really like... Like, it's basically unconditional ramp like it's not catch-up ramp in that sense but you do need to you know get the the extra lore counter and you also need to not miss your land drop uh so yeah i actually really like it i think i'm gonna put it in all my decks and begrudgingly play that extra planes you know how many planes we need one should we just should we just risk it? Just hope I you mean, don't draw that one plane. In, in <laughs> mono play two planes as backup. No, you in mono white you got plenty. Yeah, in mono white you got plenty of room. And in like a four or five color deck, it would I might not play it unless Let, it was land tax. But land tax causes you to play. <laughs> oh yeah, they actually. So you're good. Yeah, they synergize pretty well together. I I played a gladiator game with Vince on his YouTube a little while ago, and this card came up, and that got me thinking about like, wow, I really need to play this in Commander more often i'm not sure how good this is like really you don't like ramping commander no 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 no. he doesn't like like ramp actually it's even but like it's not even good ramping right like it like i i may despise ramping but like i don't despise this this doesn't hit me as a ramp right like well we're not green crim we this is all we got right gotta do it on hard mode there is there is so many better cards to ramp yeah there's like hoops here 
Really? You got to really, okay. like... Give me 12. Like, I mean, okay, well, obviously 12 specifically. No, I see, mean... But really, though, is it that bad? Like, is it... Okay, compared I, to, like, a three-mana mana rock, wouldn't this be a yeah. better source of ramp than a three-mana mana rock? Like, I guess the downside no. is... No. The downside no. is it's a turn slower. The upside is... Yeah. It's permanent and it doesn't get farewelled and vandal blasted and eventually you get a creature out of it. But it's not a turn slower. It's like two turns slower, right? Because it comes into play tapped. Whatever mm. you're getting. Okay, that's okay, right. I guess that's true. So it's yeah, it comes into play tapped. Oh boy. The permanent so reanimating. Okay, so yeah. let me let me sell you on some white ramp cards. So number one, Knight of the White Orchard, two mana. If you have less lands. You get any right. any planes. Yeah, so that works. And it sometimes. puts it on Swaffield untapped. Lore Warhound, it's a basic planes. It goes in play top. But it's also it also has a body. But those uh, aren't guaranteed. Arca- okay, for three mana, Archaeomancer's map. It's three mana. ETB, search your library for two basic land cards, put them into your hand. And then if any opponent plays a land and they have more lands than you, you get to put uh, planes from your hand onto the battlefield tap. No, wait, not planes, any land. Any land yep. from your hand onto the battlefield tap. So that's three. Smuggler's share. If they cast uh, two cards, you make a treasure. If they draw two cards, uh, you draw a card. I believe that's that's the one. It's off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, okay, so that's four. Um, you don't really get a give me 12. But the, I think the common thread is those are all like, well, maybe not smuggler's share, which I, I haven't really seen anyone play, but those are all catch-up spells. Like, yes, this when they work, they're better, but there's also, like, the downside case of, like, sometimes, you know, you don't have you're the least lands at the table, or later in the game, this does more than that does. So there's, there's this is Deep more Gnome Terramancer. Deep Gnome Terramancer. If they put a land onto the battlefield and it, they didn't play it, you get to search your library for any planes, not just a basic, put onto the battlefield type. And that's not catch-up. That's like if they crack a fetch or whatever, boom, you just get a planes. But there's a chance that that also doesn't That's still... I think this is still the most consistent. Like, yes, it's a little slower, but it's also, like, there's no condition. Two basics and put it into your hand. Right, that's that's not ramp, though. (laughs) But, Tomer, you should know. You're really indexing on getting that Lotus... um, That Lotus Veil. Because once you do one catch-up ramp, you're done. (laughs) Right? And then all the rest of your catch-up ramp is, is useless, so... Yes, those cards are better, but this is Commander. We play like 10 ramp cards. I would just play ramp 7, 8, 9. I think that's the question. I would play this over a mana rock. Assuming I'm a a white deck that has a lot of planes, I would play this over three mana mana rocks. I think the the upside is enough to make it worth it for me. Why would I play that when I could just like play Staff of Completion, even Mm. in a white deck? Which staff of completion is also? I know it hurts, but like it draws you cards, it proliferates, it can let you destroy your own permanent if needed. Like, and it makes the mana at the cost because of two, it gets sure. farewelled, Krim. The very sure, own farewell like, you're about like, to cast. The farewell we yeah, never play. The farewell that the only I play apparently. <laughs> okay, Don't how about say this? We. It gets Y'all filtered know out. I play it. Huh? It gets filtered <laughs> out. What are you gonna do? I about mean, that? oh, combo. <laughs> filtered out. Combo. Both get filtered out. So that's all the same. But at least on the way out, you can draw a card. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know you get, a... if you get filtered out with restoration, I mean, you get value, too. You're replaying it the planes sure. again and so forth. Like, I'd it's... play this, honestly. I'd play this, but I'd only play it, like, in Enchantress and in... That doesn't count. Enchantress, yeah. you play any enchantment. <laughs> but you gotta play it in, like, Saga a non-Enchantress deck. deck. I like that Ooh. it discards. So, like, Quintorius, we played against Quintorius recently, and, like, Quintorius was once discard outlets, so, like, that's an additional benefit White's been getting more reanimation so, lately. It seems like Wizards yeah. has kind of like reintegrated that into White's part of the color pie more. So like so, that's an additional upside. I I'm gonna play it more. Y'all don't I have like to. I'll I just beat you with it. <laughs> if there's if there's synergy in the deck with it, then I will run it. Otherwise, I probably won't. But I like it. it it's a good reminder. I forgot about this card honestly. So. Seth, we gotta have our own right. podcast, man. I know we, we do. Just echo the, chamber the off Seth each and other. Richard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be naysayers. Let's, 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 yeah, let yeah. Isaac and Joe mean? into yeah. a bar. What does this okay, mean? Let's do it. Oh, no. We'll ramp and then cast our free I fog. You, <laughs> I told you, Tomer. Yeah, and then you and Tomer can have your own podcast, and we'll see whose is more popular. Let's uh, that'll oh. determine who's right. Yeah, who gets the most no. views, most upvotes. Are we really trying to compete with them? Like playing like legit black cards, and then we're playing fog. So, yeah. yeah, our Seth's fog first that demon, Richard. They stopped Swords at of yeah. Yeah. is unplayable. We'll see how well that goes, value. Richard. We know how well that goes. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I got a good one. I got a good one. I got, I got a good one. Viridian Revel. Um, That's so this is old, like dude. scars. This is old. Yeah. Scars of Mirrodin. Yeah, uh, one green green enchantment. Whenever an artifact is put in an opponent's graveyard from the battlefield, you may draw a card. So, you know, if someone is popping off with Dockside, uh, Smothering Tithe, those treasures go to the graveyard before they disappear from from the battlefield. So you get to draw a card for every treasure cracked. And in 2023, everything makes treasures. Uh, you could also Viridian Revel and then just, uh, you know, destroy all artifacts. <laughs> And then draw cards like that. So green has a lot of good ways to draw cards, but I, I like Viridian Revel. I with the with the rise of like clues, treasures, uh, even like Mindstone, like things like that. Like you can get value off this quite easily. Plus, just removal. Like artifacts die sometimes. Like that. Uh, yeah. I I think this card is like pretty underrated. It keeps getting better. Like there's so many artifact tokens now between blood and treasures and all that. That the question is like. I always run into with these cards. Is it worth playing, like, I don't know, uh, uh, worth playing in a random pod? Because, like, you could run into matchups where it does nothing. But then in the right matchups, it's going to be really good. What was that card? Do you remember, Tomer, that got bought out? It was, like, some very conditional green card draw spell that Game Knights talked about. And it's like, oh, when a black permanent does something and then it got bought out and spike. Like, (laughs) is that actually, like, Similar, which better? Was it? I think it's compost. Well, if yeah, I can toot I, I my own horn, fire too. <laughs> if I can toot my own horn, I was big on insights, the blue enchantment that whenever a person casts a an opponent casts a green spell, you draw a card, and that got bowed out. And then people were like, "Whoa, Tomer's price fixing and stuff." Yeah. Like I'm smart enough to buy cards. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I feel those are no good though. Like if if it's, like it's let's an say I play an anti Grixis card and I know Crim is in my pod, don't you feel that's a little scummy? Whereas this is like no. more general. What? You know, what? yeah. First off, that doesn't feel scummy. Second off, this is this is totally a chiller. This card's sweet when like you had mentioned because of it. it 
I think almost everything makes a treasure now. That's there true. There is some everything makes true. a treasure now. There, there's always something either that or like you had mentioned a blood token or some food token or some artifact token. You know what I mean? Like there's just so much artifact in commander now even just passively in non-artifact decks right like i i think there's play to this i don't think that there's i i actually feel like uh maybe three like eight like two out of like 10 games you may have it literally do nothing i mean i guess you don't need that many cards for it to be good like it's only three mana so if you draw what right two or three cards off of it it's like okay and anything more than that it's like really good that seems practical in a world of Docksides and treasures yeah. and clues and bloods and mana rocks. Like, worst case, you blow up a mana rock and draw a card. Would you jam right. this in just a, a generic deck then, Richard? Have you tried it much? Have you, like, just jammed I've it in a it. random green deck? I, so th- this is my coveted jewel where, like, I keep trying <laughs> this thing, but I never draw it. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the same thing happened or, to, to coveted jewel where I played it for literally a whole season and never drew it. And then it finally <laughs> came out. So I, I'm waiting for Radiant Rebel. I'm convinced it so, is good because people play mana rocks. Like, even if true. you don't have, like, the treasure player, people play mana rocks. And my theory is mana rocks don't live past turn four. So if it's, like, unless it's farewell, I'm getting value with my Viridian Rebel. So... I'm all in on this. I, I think it's good, but I'm not sure. I've never, I've never actually cast it in a game. I feel so bad because I'm like so anti most of these cards. What, what do you not like fine. about this one, Tober? You can be it's wrong, like, Tober. It's, the it's, like, it's like insight and compost to me where like, yeah, you Whoa, can run yeah. it. And it's a, it, most of the time, if you just jam it into a generic deck, like sometimes it's going to be really good. Sometimes it's not. I I think you guys are overestimating how many people are running treasures in every, every single deck. Cause, Who's like, play, are you not playing mana rocks, though? Yeah, but what? And I, are we not sweeping mana rocks at some point? Apparently not, because nobody runs removal. <laughs> no no, no spot removal. But you we need a mana them. rock fog. <laughs> a farewell, farewell, exile, so it wouldn't even trigger this. Yeah, so farewell does well. Farewell would remove this thing as well. But yeah, so aside from farewell, like you, uh, you could play the the green thing that kills all like, enchantments and artifacts. But like, okay, I, I think up. if you drew like three cards off, this would be good. But then the question is like, how many turns are you waiting to draw those cards? Like, okay, eventually the mana rocks are going to get destroyed. But if they're destroyed like four turns later, I don't know. It just doesn't seem very good. To, to wait that long. Like, it feels like it has to spend draw, like, eight or something, which could be good, but, like, it's too situational. However, I, I will... To, to balance out the negative with the positive, <laughs> I will run it. it like, where's almost... an enchantress? <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Well, yes, that too. But, like, yes, synergies. I, I, I'm always a big advocate for synergies. I don't like generic staples, and I don't really run generic staples, but let me paint a picture for you. Glunch, the bestower, everybody's favorite jellyfish gives people treasures if you're giving people treasures they're gonna use the treasures right like they're not gonna just gonna have it sit around so if you have ways of actually giving your opponents artifacts that will be sacrificed kibu is another one the the ape one where the it taps to make bananas and you can set their artifacts and you can sacrifice the bananas for mana and in game life and it could also destroy those bananas too if they're not even sacrificing it so it destroys artifacts like, that's another one. Anything that gives my opponents treasures, anything that gives my opponents artifacts that can be sacrificed for value, I'm going to run this and it's going to be awesome. But, like, yeah, let, but let, just, let, I'm, I'm not going to, like, jamming it random. I'm going to paint an even cool, like, a bigger picture yeah. for you. Yeah. Because uh, we're all artists right now. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this in a deck, Jund or Teamer. 
Uh-huh. You play the Sardine Avenger. You play Pain Distributor. You play you play I'm these in. kind of cards. And what was it's the like Blood well, the longer... Harvester, the one that gives like blood tokens when you hit, hit yep. them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the, in Jun, you have the one where it's like the vampire. When they cast a spell, they get a you know a token. Yeah. Yada yada yeah. So the point here is, you can build decks where you're you're giving them artifact tokens that they probably want to use, and they get punished for using it. And every turn they don't use it, they get punished for using it. So because then you have the like, what's the thing where it's like there's something that it's a red enchantment it gives people like two treasures and then it gives itself counters and then for every counter on it you everybody oh, takes that damage the scent into yeah. avernus or something yeah, yeah i the love the scent into avernus so you now you're building this teamer or this jun like here have something on the house use it it's gonna hurt you don't use it it's gonna hurt you so like See, me and Kurt are on the same Avengers. page this entire podcast yeah, what you're describing is a d card yeah <laughs> You build a very specific niche combo and it pops off, but otherwise it's complete garbage. <laughs> That's what you're saying. I don't know, man. It sounds pretty cool <laughs> no, to like, me. Sometimes you're going to run into a Prosper deck and you're like, going to be feeling really good about yourself, but I feel like it's not going to happen often enough to justify unless you're you're building around. I'm I, I'm not all the way with Richard on this one, but I'm I'm closer to Richard's argument, I think, than No, no, our podcast <laughs> is falling apart, Seth. Okay. <laughs> it's over. Tober, what you have to eyes bond is only strengthened. So this card <laughs> fade away. Their podcast right? is winning. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's bring him back okay okay so there's one card that i have talked about many times before though i'm not i'm just going to set the stage with it bolt bend four mana but it costs one it costs uh one mana if you have a power a creature power four or greater and it can just redirect uh, a spell or ability um and i think this card is really good you guys poo-pooed it in the past so i'm already prepping you for a card that <laughs> i don't think you'll like but i think the viewers will like because the viewers are got my back on this one so very similar vein to it is will's reversal it's a three mana red instant that says choose target spell or ability with one or more targets uh you roll a d20 and you add the greatest power among creatures you control between one and 14 you choose new targets for that spell or ability and you pay 15 plus and you get to copy that. You get to redirect and you get to copy it and choose new targets for it. So this card, much like Bolt Bend, um, is a way to uh, basically turn stuff that's aimed at your stuff, usually your removal, and, and aim it at other people for a nice two for one. This is basically like a three for one. Like your opponents are aiming something at you and you're like, nah, I'm going to blow up that instead and something else. Good times uh, all around so it's protection and it's redirection so it's it's a good value three man is a lot but uh you get to double a spell which is usually more than more than just that it's like a four man is like wild re- ricochet this is three man instead <laughs> you gotta roll 15 so you roll a 15 plus <laughs> but if you're in a go tall deck like if you're in a voltron deck if you're in like a like any sort of like big stompy deck and you're regularly running around with eight eights or whatever then this is going to be really easy to hit 15 plus like that's the whole point for it um, so, like, I recently put it in Obnixilis, uh, Captive Kingpin. Obby gets, like, 12-12 really quick, like, super fast. It's, it, it, the number one thing you have to do is protect Mr. Obby, because Obby is basically the reason why the deck is so good. It all revolves around your commanders sticking around. So you want protection. This offers protection, and it doubles the value. It's just, it's, just, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> See, it, 
<laughs> I like uh, synergies. It seems good in a dice rolling deck. Uh, I would play it in oh a, no. dice, a dice rolling deck. <laughs> what about if you have like a 12, if, you, if your deck I, regularly makes 12 12s or something? I'm actually curious, like, what do you guys think of this archetype of card? Like, I think Will's Reversal, like swat, Tomer's right? made some good some good points about it. Like, I like that it can redirect multiple targets. That's pretty cool. I like that it's cheaper than some of the other versions. For some reason, I just never played spell reversal style cards, though. Like, no matter how good they are, I just never... Even the, like, deflecting, deflecting swat I don't swat? really play. Like, you don't play deflecting swat? swat? Is, so, so you go, like, deflecting swat, and then you work your way yeah. down, right? Yeah. So, so this is probably and, the next tier, that, right? Yes. Yeah, like I would say this is right. Uh, like this is my question to you, then Tomer. So I put deflecting swat at the top, right? And yeah. then right underneath that, is that this or is this or is it bolt bend? I would go deflecting swat, bolt bend, will's reversal. So, you, so do you think outside of like some weird NBA themed deck where you're trying to swat everybody all day long? <laughs> like, like how many of no, these no, effects no. are you? Yeah, like how many of these effects are you trying to do? But if you do the, if you got to do the no after, yeah, the finger wag, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but like, how many of these can you honestly put into a deck? Do you think three? I run these three. So wow, three is that? Is that not okay. a lot? Like, I, I, I would argue that maybe sure. Bolt Ben costing one, but this being able to add the greatest power among creatures you control is kind of nice, potentially giving you a copy. So I see a deck like a deck maybe like maybe running one, but there's no way you can go above two. So is this to you better than Bolt Ben? No. Because it's three mana versus one. But right. I think so- there's certain decks. That wants all three of them. Like my Perforous deck, for example, I started adding Will's Reversal sure. and I just freaking sure. love it. Um, it's, a, it's a sneak attack deck and it usually has like a six something power creature on the battlefield. Um, yeah. And that's that, that it's starting to, it works. Re- like I already have Deflecting Swat, I already have Bolt Ben, and I was like, what else? I'm loving these effects. And then this came around and I'm like, get, let me give it a shot. It looks pretty terrible. You have to get a 15 higher. That's crazy. But then if you have an, if you have a deck that just regularly has like eight eights on the battlefield, it's really easy to hit it. And that's I, where I, it's good. I agree with that, right? Like where it's like, yeah, it's pretty easy to hit it there if you're playing like a Perforos deck and you're dropping big bodies. But I think I value the one mana of Deflecting Swat. A zero mana for Deflecting Swat. Zero mana. Or I mean not <laughs> Deflecting Swat, uh, Bolt Bit. Yeah. The one oh. mana for the Deflecting Swat. A little bit higher, and maybe that's because I don't think you can be jamming that many SWAT effects. That's fair. Because let's just say that you're playing Boros, then at that point of a SWAT effect, when I play God's Willing, right? Like, I, I'd rather, I don't know, like, or an indestructible mm-hmm. effect, like, because there's a mixture of redirects and things that phase out and, you know, all of that indestructibles that you'll need. So, like, I don't know how many of these you can actually run. I think three that's is fair. way too many. I think it's worth pointing out too. Deflecting spots like sixty bucks. So some people this sure, might be number sure. two just because that might be out of the budget. Fifty cents. And then- and then I could I see. Mean, this... I like the budget as a budget replacement for deflecting SWAT. I can kind of, yeah. I can kind of get behind that aspect. How yeah, many of these do sure. you play, Richard? Like, because I play zero. zero. Should I be playing I more? Zero. No, man. No, we're cra- the same podcast. No, I'm on zero. zero. I, uh, I don't even know. If I have a commander that has four or more power, or you're like even like regularly gets buffed, like my equipment deck, for example, it, there's it's so good. 
I don't understand. So if, I, if, if I wanted to but protect, I, I would protect with something hardier, like indestructible and hexproof, because yeah, it doesn't help you against sweepers. And the right. two for one is fake because, like, you you really need to line up such that there is a threat you want to remove on the battlefield, and then your opponent decides to remove your threat rather than that other threat, and then you like deflecting swat it and like get a two for one. Usually, hmm. you're going to deflecting swat something to protect, and then just like kill some random stuff you didn't care about. Uh, so, I'd rather just play like some hardier protection if I care about protecting my commander rather than like trying to set up this this two for one and deflecting swat is zero mana like that that is also key mm-hmm. there's no and that's huge outside of white there's no zero mana like protection spell right so that one is good I'll give that one a pass but I, I don't see the three for one potential like I, I don't know about that right like okay now I'll, I'll pick off like your random birds of paradise over there and the skull winder <laughs> left over or something oh god <laughs> Uh, yeah, I agree. I guess you I agree. could like, like shift a cruel ultimatum, and that's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah that would be sweet. There, yep. It is a huge, huge playmaker, and sometimes you can just like copy your own target removal spell too, right? Like you can just pay three extra, roll to die yep. if you have big, big enough creatures, obviously, like Obby. But you know yeah, I, I agree. Two, I'll... two might be too much. Three is is or sorry, two might be the cap. But I, I'm firm believer of deflecting spot and bullpen. Bullpen. So good. Yeah. I'm going to so this, this, I'm gonna so try I would bring up while or Will's reversal as a budget replacement yeah. to deflecting swat. That I can yeah. get down with for sure. Also, Bullpen stops counter magic or is your is your counter magic too? Like something like that. Will's I mean, reversal is worse with that. It's it still does that. it though, right? Like it's, it does, it's like it's a cancel, but it's a lot of mana. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to try one of these redirect spells when we kick off the new season of Commander Clash and just next time I play uh-huh. a red deck, remind me. I want to I just want to get a feel for it cuz I never play them. Maybe they're better than I think. Maybe I'm switching podcasts. <laughs> dropping, oh, dropping. No, it's back to me. Crazy bird person. No. <laughs> All right, Chris. Join my podcast. What do you have for us? Uh, well, I, I know. Are you going to join me on this? Because I've casted this numerous times. I've played with all the cards that I've mentioned today. And this card, mm-hmm. you've seen it in standard. It's currently popular now. It's Breach the Multiverse. And uh, it's, seven, it's five black, black. Each player mills 10 cards. For each player, choose a creature or planeswalker card in that player's yard. Then put the cards onto the battlefield under your control. Then each creature you control becomes a Phyrexian in addition to its other type. Doesn't exile itself, by the way. This card... Look, say what you will about milling your opponents and helping their graveyard. And you, but let me tell you something. Sort of body and mind. Woo! That card cooks, dude, with this. Oh, the stonks. This this is this card is okay. Obviously, body and mind means that you're like getting like you're getting good stuff, but like just this on its own, it's so good. Like this card is so good in Commander. It is an like every time I've cast it so far, it has just been an absolute house, getting you value. So I, I and like if the yard's empty, doesn't matter. This fills the yard, right? So this card, I think now I I think this is good enough to almost move into like. A, I, I obviously don't want to promote anything as a solid state like a staple, but this is like pretty close to being a a staply black spell. This is very good. It reminds me of the black, black primordial. primordial. Like it's yeah. it's, primordial. it's probably like a probably better, I guess, because your creature is probably better it. than a five four in this mills in case the graveyard's empty. So. 
it reminds me of like an upgraded version of that. Like I think it's I think it's yeah. good ish. Like if you're looking for a, a finisher in your black deck, I think it's a fine option. It's so solid. Yeah. I mean standard I played enough standard to be very scared of this card, so I yeah. there's no I can't say the card's and like bad or unplayable because I've just like, died uh, to it so many when he times. Cast it off a tally, like, oh. yeah. You also oh need my God. to like, and like the one thing that confuses most people is that they assume that it's it has to be uh something you can get milled off of a ten. No, you mill ten and then you yep. scan the yard. And get so anything. it is it is so good. Ooh, imagine hitting the primordial off of this and running oh, the, it back. The fun mm, never ends. Mm, the fun yeah. never ends. <laughs> I think the challenge is like in Commander, reanimation is just so efficient. So I think that's like, if I think of it as a reanimation spell, it looks pretty bad because you have reanimate and animate dead and dance of the dead. But if I think of this as like a thing. finisher, then I that's where I kind of like end up liking this card if i don't think of it as like oh i'm trying to reanimate my one big thing in a reanimation deck and i'm just like i'm just playing a black devotion deck and i'm ramping and doing that kind of stuff and i just like cast this for value as a finisher in a non-reanimation deck then i think it's actually like a pretty good card right just a fine finisher for any black deck wait why wouldn't you want the, even in your reanimator deck this is like well, you i mean, would get to animate dead four times right like and I- then yeah, I mean, I think it's fine. It's just, like, the play pattern's a lot different than, like, Entomb, try to reanimate my big thing on turn right. two or turn three. Like, yeah. uh, it's sure. a very different style of reanimation. You can certainly like still jam it in the deck. I just think of it as kind of, like, a different class of reanimation spell compared to, like, the the super early fast reanimation plan. Outside of some serious unlucky is, like, like yeah, like, where you don't hit anything. I just feel like this is just so good at fueling, like, the plan itself. And you will find something. It will make something happen. Ten cards enough that you should you should be hitting something from everyone's deck. Unless you just, you know, really unlucky matchup-wise. But that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, I, I have an announcement. I, I will not be joining Crim's podcast. Ooh, you don't uh, like it? Uh, you don't think this card's good? Okay, it's good, but it's interchangeable with, like, a lot of seven mana finishers. So, like, yes, it's good and it will close the game, but, like, so do a lot of other, like, seven mana spells. So, eh. Like, it, it just reminds me of 2023 Primordial. Like, we used to all play Primordial back in the day. Uh, now it's been power crept. So, like, here's the updated version of it. And you can put it in your deck, or you can replace it with another 7-drop finisher. Like, it's not too big of a difference. Um, I, don't, but, I don't know, man. The, the, the Primordials, like, this, the fact that it mills the 10 and forces something out of your opponent's deck is really nice. Look, the Primordial still slaps, by the way. I don't, yeah, I, I don't like sure. this. It's, it's a good respect. card. I'm saying it's a good card. But there's, like, lots... Of good card, like how many seven drops can you run in your deck? Like, and it's I think it's interchangeable with like other seven drops. Like, there are other things that'll just end the game as well. So I think yeah. this does its job as a finisher. And if you have sort of body mind, it's hilarious. Uh, so. <laughs> my oh, question, yeah, my question for you, Krim, though, is how do you compare that to um, the big grand? grandmama of granddaddy of of mass reanimation and that's rise of the dark realms it's nine mana instead of seven so two more mana sorcery put all creature cards from all graveyards onto the battlefield under your control so how this works is that it's nice too that you can a hit planeswalkers which you may not think is relevant but you i've actually nabbed more planeswalkers than i should with this and then on top of that so rise of the rise of the dark realms again two more mana it's nine which is all the world's difference, especially as someone who gets stuck all the time on lands. And uh, and then on top of that, 
the fact that Rise of the Dark Realms does require there to be a yard. This forces milling into the yard. So I the, the difference here is it's two mana cheaper and that it also forces the mill so empty yards won't stay empty. So that on its own already is solid enough. I, like when you think about everything that this card does, uh, um, uh, glimpse the unthinkable. That's two mana, right? Then you then you play, let's just say, an animate dead, but without the minus one, right? So you that's that's four mana of spells. But now you copy that four times around the table, right? And then so you've already gotten a silly amount of mana's worth. Then you throw in the fact that you know, like yeah, like the decks. Maybe maybe it's a good thing that you milled yourself on this one, right? Maybe you can take advantage of the fact that you just self-milled here. So, like, there's a lot to this. It does a lot of things that, that I want it to do. So that's why I like it. It's cheaper, and it it actually hit, makes stuff hit the graveyard. Yeah, better to targets. Work. Yeah. Kermit did wear that so carefully because of sort of body and mind. I was like, well, maybe yeah. in what? this case, mailing <laughs> yourself is a good thing. I think that's why it's on the thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, but like also sort of body and mind, and this is a combo, baby. That's a combo. That's right. Not a synergy, a combo. If, I like this card. Uh, yeah. I, I think the the milling is actually really important, but also I will only run it in synergy decks because I'm that. Yeah, I, again. I'll only run it if I rex you triple team. <laughs> no, no, but I'm thinking like Jaleva, or you can cast instant sorcerers for like if you can cast if you have a deck. Okay, if you can cast for free, yeah, it's very good. And it's Sugu and Kyrie or something like it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Oh lord, yeah, yeah. You want those big big sorcery haymakers? I like it. All right, Seth. What do you have for us? Well, I got a even better black finisher for you. One of my one of my favorite cards. <laughs> Although this card's a little a little expensive, forty bucks, silly uh, silly reserve list. But uh, that card is hatred, and sometimes in a game of commander, someone's just got to die, and hatred is really good at making that happen. It's a five mana instant. You can pay X life and give target creature plus X plus zero until end of turn. We saw this a few times the last season of Commander Clash when I was on there, where this From card Seth. just takes someone out. It just straight up kills someone. And uh, often in a game of Commander, you have a you have a fill. Someone like that who's like, is going value town and becomes the arch enemy and has all the mana and we're like, we gotta stop them. And player removal hmm. is a really, a really efficient way of actually ending that threat. So I really like Hatred. I don't think you have to necessarily be built around it. If you're aware that it's in your deck, uh, it's a pretty easy way to take one player out of the game. There is risk to it uh, if you're not careful because you do have to spend a lot of life potentially and you can lose on the backswing. Uh, so it is a risky way to take someone out of the game. But it's one of the most powerful pump spells that we've ever seen in Magic. And uh, I think it deserves a little bit more love. EDH Rec has a literal 0% of decks. People just straight up do not play this card, period. So I think Hatred should be played more often. And I don't think you really have to go that deep building around it to make it work. It's sick. It's literally... I, I would say this is the closest, one of the closest, if not top three, of literal player removal. Yeah. Hmm. This is a removal spell for a player. Like yeah. <laughs> You can even use it on someone else's creature. We've seen that on Commander Clash. Yeah. It's not just target yeah. your creature. You can wait until Richard attacks Krim and then cast it on Richard's creature or whatever. Like, yeah. It's a really cool card. Uh, I love this card. I don't think I've ever been salty seeing it. No, no. 
I like I've it. I've only played but... in life loss decks with lifelink creatures that you can cast sorceries for free. Look, if I can play, if I can play it on a lifelink creature like Carrick, like that's freaking amazing. Ramsey's assassin. Like I'm looking at the top commanders on EDH mm. Rec, and they all make sense. Like Ramsey's assassin lord, you attack with an assassin, you one shot somebody, and then it just says, "Oh, well, if you one shot somebody with an assassin, you win the game." So that's just. Strap kills everybody. Kedis, Emberclaw, familiar. Whenever you deal damage to an opponent, you deal that much damage to each other opponent. So you just take out everybody at the same time. Works really well with Infect. Works really well with like Life Swap decks. Works very well with Life Link. I don't even think you got to do that though. I think you can just be like, pull up the list of like most popular <laughs> black commanders and just like toss it in there, and it's gonna be sweet. That's kind of that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, yeah, it's better if you have lifelink or you have infect. Yeah. Like that powers it up even more. But I would just I would throw it in name a black commander, Carrick Braids, Marinar, whatever. Like sometimes you just gotta make someone die. The game has to end. The game must end <laughs> sometime, can, and hatred go does to it. The combat steps. <laughs> I think this this card is in it. I think this card is really good if it weren't for like the 50 40 price tag yeah that's okay. that's the killer the silly reserve list i think it would be more popular yeah. if it wasn't richard yeah are we still in the podcast where are you at with hatred <laughs> we're back in the podcast Seth. Yeah! it's back on i okay. i actually really like it a, a similar card that i always try to make work is berserk as well that's the thing that like doubles the damage something berserk. does it destroys it in a combat and you can berserk other people's creatures that's like one, I, yeah. I i i like these like surprise pump effects that like again because in general pump effects are considered bad like you don't really play like giant growths uh mm-hmm. in commander but this like these cards can just like one shot people uh, at the cost these of life pump obviously it's a pump, a pump effect, effect. It's no it's pump. a gotcha card i call it a gotcha <laughs> card yeah yeah like, like an I really like agent them. a notion thief this these are gotcha cards and, and the fact that you don't need a creature is what's super sweet right because you you think like maybe like me and Tomer have a feud, and then I pass a turn and it's Seth's turn and Tomer's like at ease because like Richard's <laughs> turn is over, uh-uh. right? And then Seth attacks Tomer and then we hatred him, right? Like <laughs> yeah. it, it, it has that like surprise factor <laughs> it does. that I really like, and like there's lots of ways to do it. like someone has a flyer, someone has a menace creature or whatever. But uh, spirited companion comes rumbling in and no one's gonna block <laughs> it, right? Yes, so, I, I, I like hatred. I, I think this card is so, so sweet. Like, yeah, definitely get into Like, I literally had a hatred kill this past week because of just how fun it is in my Bellacor deck. Yeah. It's a life swap deck, so I paid all my life, killed one person, and repaid in kind. Yes. <laughs> and that's so, how I, I would run it. Like, I don't know. I think you guys are downplaying a little bit the, the cost, the life cost. Hey, this because I, it's a five think- mana. Most of, the times I, fun spell. most of the times I cast it, someone else dies yeah. and then I die, and I still yeah. love yeah. it. <laughs> totally yeah, worth no, it. I'm not, I'm, not saying it's, I'm not saying I wouldn't run it in most decks just for the, the heck of it, for yeah. funsies. But, like, it's five mana, so you need to you need to spend at least, like, ten life on this for it to be, like, why are you running a five mana spell at that point for a pump effect? Um, and you're going to go down very low on life. So you need to oh, have yes, some sort of follow-up that, like, if you just take out one person, you're not just, like, dead on the backswing. Because you're, like, literally killing yourself on the for the backswing. So, I mean, like, you, you could, gotta... You yeah, could go something. down 20 life, 
like half your life to kill a player with like commander damage sure but but if that's not horrendous if that wasn't the last person at the table, you're probably dead on on whenever the other people untap and, well, and you can, say you thank you for your too, service. Right? You're like Phil looks scary. Let's yeah. commander damage him out. You guys leave me alone for four turns oh. <laughs> because I'm gonna pay half my life. And people will probably take that deal if Phil is that scary, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm you can like politic your like, way a bit. I'm more like Krim, where I'm gonna use it and then I'm gonna set up my repaying Kai and then I'm gonna win the game. <laughs> I actually have a question about Berserk. Why don't people play Berserk? I'm just like, I looked it up when I like mentioned it. Isn't it? Well, no, it's actually not. It was reprinted Conspiracy. It's it's still oh. like 20 bucks, but isn't oh, that just like the green that. swords to plowshares? Like, this, isn't it just gosh. one mana destroy well, any creature? Well, if someone's creature? attacking you, it's not a sword to plowshares. Well, yeah, I guess. damage. But if, I I guess if it's attacking than, someone else, it's I fine. It's like and a, it doesn't even have to be attacking like, necessarily. Like yeah. you could cast it on a creature that's not attacking as long as it's during the before combat step. I think it's, it's, gr- it's green swords. Decks. It's green swords. Uh, don't don't put it like that, Seth, because I won't play it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> say that. sorry, co-host. It, it, it's the green hatred, <laughs> Seth. It's the green hatred. Okay, the green hatred. Yeah. Yes, the green <laughs> hatred. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, next up. I, I got to go to Krim. You'll like this one, okay? I got Route. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going yeah. back to, like, I don't know what this it's is. It's been Odyssey a minute. Or something. It's a long time. Three yeah, white, white. Conspiracy. Sorcery. You may play Route anytime you could play an instant if you pay two more to play it. And then it's Wrath of God. Destroy all creatures. They can't be regenerated. So five mana Wrath of God or seven mana instant speed Wrath of God. Who who expects the instant speed wrath out of white? Who sees it coming? Honestly, this card has has been so far out of people's minds that I honestly don't think people think about it as much anymore. I I like it. I I think instant speed is a huge upside. Like that is a really really big upside. We see that with um even with a uh, cyclonic rift, just being able to bounce all your opponent's stuff before your turn, you can kind of do something similar with this where you cast it and then you get to untap and rebuild your board first before everyone else. I, uh, the challenge I have is there's so many rats now. Like that's the, that's the challenge. There's just so much competition. And I think that's why I don't play it as much. But what do you think, Richard? Is being instant enough of an upside to beat out like, Cheaper RAS, more flexible farewells, austere commands. Like, how do you rank this in the hierarchy of RAS? How big of a deal is being an instant? So I slotted in sometimes, right? So there, there are obviously better RATs like uh, Hour Revelation, Undo Inversion, Austere Command, etc. But depending on what deck I'm playing, like the, the instant speed factor is huge because you can choose to either not Wrath or Wrath end of turn. So when you're at the end of turn, like, no one can deploy. Like, you're the first one to deploy back onto the board. And, like, you don't miss, like, sweeping something that you, you cared about. So I, I think the two mana is worth it. And in the worst case, right, it's, like, five mana Wrath. Like, it's only one more than, like, the the normal rate, even though white can get away with, like, three mana Wraths. Uh, so I, I think it's worth it. Oh, yeah, Vanquish. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, yeah, there's really not other options. I think... Faded Retribution might be the only other instant speed wrath, and that one's always seven mana, so you don't get the flexibility there. So, 
I guess if you want to instant speed wrath, this is the way to go. I'm, I might have to try it. I might have to try it again and see. Are there any specific decks, Richard, that you really like the instant speed in, or is it just kind of random? Oh. I mean, when I yeah. when I need rats, like five to eight, <laughs> like this, this is where I start picking into one, yeah. <laughs> into route right. Like when I get to the utility, like I put in the same tier as like Vanquish the Horde and um, like once once I get through my universal wipes that like can deal artifacts creature uh, artifacts enchantments and whatnot. This uh, is and the I'm next... just dealing with creature only rats. This is where route is uh, a consideration, hmm. um, and I. I I haven't cast it on Clash, but I play it a lot also. It's one of my tech cards that I like. I keep trying to get you guys with, but like, you're like, Etherize? Like, no, round get out of here, right? But I haven't right. been able to do it yet. I haven't been able to do it yet. I'm, I'm on the fence, so I want to hear Crim's take because this is a draw go board wet. So, so this is this is Crim's domain. I want to know if he gets a seal of approval or not because I'm very I... like iffy on this card. <laughs> See, so I like it. I like it because it's seven mana. I mean, because it's five. It's, 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 I like it because it's two. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I, I like it because it has the instant speed for seven mana. Yeah. But the problem I do often run into it is a lot of what I have an issue with in the current year. And is that indestructible is literally attached to everything. Everything passively gets indestructible now. So, and I feel like it's, I almost, when I sweep the board, I want to exile or play something like Vanquish the Horde, which has a extremely cheap cost. So this is actually kind of tough. I, I like this card because the option of it being instant is there. I right, really Kirk, like Kirk, I got that. you. You you vanquish the horde, and they like the fairies pro, and you're like surprise <laughs> on the stack again. route. Yeah. <laughs> In response, it's a fairies pro route. I mean, like you know, I like my instant speed board wipes. I've already told you I like force of despair, right? And this force of despair is gas. This force of despair is that gas. should have been part of. The, I should have been on my list. <laughs> you guys need to do a podcast. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm not right, so right. <laughs> Route is still seven mana to like. Would you play? What's the old Theros one? The faded retribution is that the one that's from Theros and is like yeah, four yeah, yeah. White? It's the one that I, it's same I, it mana is cost. faded retribution. Although, like, I think the flexibility, the flexibility. The flexibility is huge. That makes route better, right? right? The fact that it can be yeah, five, five mana or seven, kind of, kind of like Cyclonic Rift or whatever. You got the got the but optionality. Then, but then at that point, it being five, it's just strictly a worse board wipe than anything else you're trying to board wipe with, right? So like, the only reason you're casting this is because of the instant speed. And the only like reason you're putting right? it in like your the the only reason in your deck is because it's instant speed. But right. there's going to be times where you cast it for five mana happily. Yeah. I, think. I guess so. Yeah, it's like it, uh, this is a tough read actually because I, I do I do like it. I just don't know if it still holds up. Wait, don't you play like ten wraths? What? Are, I'm so confused. How does this not make like slot number nine at least or something? What is? What are the ten ahead of it? So you have you have farewell. Yeah. Okay. You have sunfall now. Already. Yep, uh, like, the horde. and then you've got you've got of course like at Vanquish, that point you have austere command, austere so command, the horde, right? Again. And then it, depending like it, it starts shifting from there. Well, okay, onto inversion because best MDFC. Okay, yep. and then it starts True. shifting there depending on the board type, uh, board wipes type with the deck type, right? Do I want to be a little more creature friendly? Am I looking to target only your stuff? So then we start moving into settle the wreckage 
all these other things, right? So, like, which is instant speed as well. So, so would this be so, in that group then, though, like, depending on the deck group? Is that where you'd put it I for you? <laughs> I don't know if it makes that cut anymore. See, I wanted oh, to. No. This, is, <laughs> this, is, this is where it's, it's good, but, like, it's starting to edge into number 11 of the 10 board wipes, right? Wow. Because... I mean, like, w- there's just so much more that I could be doing, like, between, like, I, I want to be exiling and maybe Winds of Abandon at that point, right? We start looking at that for six mana and I get a hard exile, right? Uh, like, I, it's starting to move its way out. I can maybe see it somewhere oh, in the crib, 10 it's 2023. Sweepers. Everyone phases out now, so all your board yeah. wipes are irrelevant. It doesn't matter if you exile <laughs> yeah. or destroy them, we're phasing out. I don't know, but, like, if, if, but if I have a sweeper go off, right, I want it to exile. I don't want you to ever get it back. That's the thing. So I'm so on the fence. I I, I I think I I think I'm with Krim on this one that it's just like it would have been good like ten years ago, but like there's so yeah, many better so good. many options. <laughs> like I like that yeah. it isn't speed. It's very unique, but like I don't know what deck would actually run it in. I don't know. <laughs> I it's, I got you, Richard. Matter. I got you. I like it. <laughs> I I like it. We're we're good. <laughs> Maybe, uh, maybe it's we we can't unite the podcast. It's not happening. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. These oh, these last two rift. maybe. Oh wait, 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 one sec, one sec. I need something for this. Nah. Oh, did I ruin it? <laughs> what wait. are you doing? Tomer's. I think I know what he's doing. Did you add it? Did he add a card just so we could flex on his like secret layered fancy uh, version or no, something? No, no, no. It, it is really cool though. It's right. one of the so my card rarely printed in this so language. My favorite card in Magic that I own. Is uh, Hebrew Glory. I don't know yep. if it will be seen in yep. the in the webcam, but it's very cool. It's the only Hebrew card uh, they ever printed, and I've had this in my collection the entire time. And every single time, I'm like, mm, maybe I should put it in a deck. And every single time, I'm like, nah, it looks too clunky and everything. So I'm going to read the card out, and then I'm going to tell you why I changed my mind. Um, so Glory is a five mana, uh, five mana three three flying creature. Uh, but that doesn't really matter because it's part of the cycle of like anger and filth and wonder and stuff that we're in there. And then the, when they're in the graveyard, they do something cool. In this case, you pay two and a white. So three mana total. You choose a color and creatures in control gain protection from the chosen color until end of turn. Activate only when glory is in your graveyard. So on the battlefield, it's just a three, three flyer for five mana. It's garbage. You want to be able to either sacrifice it immediately or, or ideally put it just directly into the graveyard, either by entombing it or or by discarding it. Once it's in the graveyard, then out any anytime you want, you can just pay three mana. Your stuff has protection for from a chosen color. Three mana is a lot. Like wonder is just like all your creatures fly all the time. Uh, anger is just like all your stuff has haste all the time. Wonderful. This one, though, requires three mana, and I'm like, oh, three mana, when am I ever going to do it? I started putting it in decks, okay? And it actually has been performing quite well. Uh, because for three mana, you basically, if you have three mana up, if you're more of a Drago style deck and you have three mana available to you, for three mana, if somebody's going to swords your, your, your thing, boom, your stuff has protection from white. You're fine. Or if you're playing red, it, this is why I ran it. I put it in my Boros deck. If you're running like Bassifact or, or, uh, Blasphemous Act is the best one. But if you're like doing mass red removal, red damage removal, you can give your stuff protection from red and then boom, you have protected from your own red board wipe. So chain reaction and blasphemous act in my case that's what i was using it with um and then the other way that you can use it in a cool way is it 
also makes your defenders uh, not die to combat. But more importantly, it gets around potential blockers. So this is a great way of like sneakily giving your creatures pseudo evasion. If you're up against like a Simic deck or something and they just have some green blockers on the battlefield, boom, protection from green, you get around them. So it has a lot of flexibility for it. Is it good in every deck? Absolutely not. I would not put it as like a like a normal like any anything. But if you're in a deck like uh, that has a lot of a discard theme to it, then I think this card is actually good enough to start running. Like it's not quite like the anger level of like oh my god I need to put it in every single creature deck or everything. But this card I start putting it just because I like the the promo and it slaps. But I also have to remind people, like, hey, I have the glory in my grave. I don't want to gotcha people too much, you know, because it's, like, uh, unknown information. But, like, I always say, like, hey, I'm discarding glory. You guys don't know what this card is. I have, like, the English version. I hand it to them. I'm like, just so you know, I have a glory in my grave. And then and then if I get them for with it, then, like, you know, I got them. But, you know, anyway, ramble over. Well, see, the funny thing is that card is a gotcha card because it is, it's also a gotcha to me because the amount of times <laughs> I would forget I have it in the graveyard. <laughs> is, it, that and, like, you know, anger, all those cards. Dude, I never remember I have those cards in the graveyard. <laughs> the yeah, the challenge is probably getting in the graveyard in some decks, right? Like, that's it's, the effect seems very on rate. I was trying to think of, like, what else gives my entire team protection from a color? And it's, like... Three mana stuff, Akroma's Blessing and so forth. Like, so you get that repeatedly from your graveyard. That's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? Like, you can use it every turn. You can use it multiple times a turn. I can sell Richard yeah. on this in one card. Restoration of Aganjo. Yes, yeah. I was going to say that. Isn't this card, like, so good that you get killed? Because for, what? like, six mana, which is not hard, you get protection from two colors. Which probably makes your team unblockable for anyone. Like yeah. you can't just let this sit there and be scary, you know? But it's played I mean, in zero decks. Yeah, you got it's actually zero percent. Yeah, Pretty this good. Is... And I you agree. Can, like there are ways to discard in Mono White. You can land tax your way like above the the hand size discard. You can Eigen Joe it. Um, if you're in if you're in Boros, it's super easy. Like yeah, yeah Boros is easy. Stuff, then, then, then you're just playing like with anger. But yeah, I think this card may be like too scary because really? I would be afraid of it sitting there. If I, if I was a monocolor deck and you you dump that, I'm like, oh boy, like anything coming off the top like can kill me. So we got to kill Tober now, right? Like so. Mm. I I really I like it. Good. I'm gonna have to yeah, play it more. I, I plus I believe in restoration I, of Ajana, uh, Yandu, okay, wait, wait, so. wait, what's, what's the rest of the cycle? I didn't know this was a cycle beyond. Uh, wonder <laughs> is the blue one. For, uh, okay, all yeah. creatures are flying. flying. Anger is red. Anger. Genesis Bra- green. No, wait, Valor, wait, isn't Valor the white one? Oh, Valor's these are two cycles, one. aren't they? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. There's two cycles. Um, wait, isn't that wonder Genesis- common? Uh, I think Wonder? so, yeah. No, it's rare now. It got uh, But originally, rarity, right? Originally know. uncommon. There was so Valor. Had... It gave stuff first strike. Filth, Filth. is the black Braun. one. Braun. Green is Genesis. Genesis, you on your upkeep, you can pay three mana if you do return yeah, yeah. a creature card from your graveyard. That was Genesis like saw like type cycle. two player that, that or whatever. Standard play. I played it in my solitary confinement deck. Filth gives everything swamp walk. And then you have Braun, which gave everything trample. Yes, yep. that was the uncommon yeah. one of Genesis. Genesis was a rare. Braun yeah. was, I think. I think uh, they were just like activated. No, not even nine. No, 
Maybe it was activatability like, like, was the, the lesson uh, here, which is probably the wrong lesson. Is whenever you see like half a cycle being played, look at the other half of the cycle. But then you're gonna find like whatever the red force of will is. You're like, what is this hot trash? Like, maybe, maybe whoa, whoa, don't don't right. you dare ever Tyra talk Kinesis about Shivan Gorge. Not that bad. All right, oh my gosh. Shivan Gorge is by far the best of that cycle. Underrated. Hey, people said Fury was the worst of that cycle when it uh, came out. People, so. oh, who would say that? I, I remember. Who would say that? Yeah, me too. Me too. I remember that. I definitely this. people. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Me as well. It was like right. the blue one was busted and the red one was trash. <laughs> I, I'm that person. <laughs> okay, Krim, redeem yourself. Bring us home with the last redeem card. Redeem myself. I don't need to redeem my I, my hits. My picks have been hits, and like all my other picks, I'm. You know what? Like, okay, this one also another banger. C double, dude. This card is so good. It's two blue blue, and uh, it's instant speed. And if you're uh, like so. This spell can't be copied. Choose one. If an opponent has eight or more cards in their graveyard, you may choose both. That's one hit with sort of body in mind. Just saying. Copy target spell. You may choose new targets for a copy. And then, of course, there's the second mode. Create token that's a copy of target creature. So, when you if you are a human of culture and have obviously played the best sword and the best artifact and you've connected with body in mind, or other ways, you fill the yard up, you get both of these. Both of these. However... Even if you don't, and you just got one mode, this is still this is a an instant speed clone, right? Its floor is a flash clone. That's amazing. And then and then on top of that, if I get to like let's just say copy a cruel ultimatum and then copy something else, like good lord, this card is overperformed every time I've played it in Commander. And by I... the way, this and Breach are only around two to three bucks right now. I'm just saying. This, this, I've been on this card since, like, spoiler season, it's, like, I think it was one of my picks when we did the March of the Machines favorite cards episodes, like, totally with you, until you started saying all the sort of body and mind stuff, and now I hate the card. <laughs> well, I was about to join you your see, podcast, Krim, but then you ruined it. You just <laughs> Seriously, haven't opened though. your mind yet. You need to open your mind's eye to understand, you know? Yeah, I'm playing 5D chess out here with body Wait, are you happy for mind's eye now? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, okay, not that card. Not that, that card is terrible. But Seriously, though, this card's really good. Like, I yeah, think this... I know we try don't say staples or whatever, but I, I would jam this in just any blue deck. Like, even discounting the self-mill and stuff, I think it's good enough you can jam it in any blue deck, and then it goes up in value if you're, you know, playing a Crim deck and roguing or sort of body and minding and filling the graveyard. But even without that, I think hard. it's, unless, it's worth it. Unless someone yeah. fair like, eight cards just naturally... Fetch lands and stuff. Right? People are like, filling their graveyard with glories and stuff, right? <laughs> like, and I people, eight cards is actually not that hard. And people play a lot of big bombs in Commander. Like, I live in Standard because everyone's playing at Troxa and getting a four-mana at Troxa is, like, hilariously powerful. People play really big, strong stuff in Commander, so four mana to get your opponent seven or eight drop or whatever is... That's a pretty good deal. That's a pretty good deal. There is a downside that it's four mana, and you got to leave up the mana, so it probably is at its best in in Crim decks, where you're going to be leaving up your mana for other things anyway. But worst case, like, four mana is not a bad rate for a clone. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of the growing I, way, I, and you get a lot of upside. Well, if you don't keep up your mana, then you just play four mana clones. Play, like, a sorcery right. speed like, clone, yeah. Thing, like, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. have to keep up mana. This is good in a deck that, is, as long as it has blue, right? Like, if it has blue, there's always a mode for it. And it's... There's always like a card. mode for it. And it's also worth mentioning, like, it copies 
any spell. This isn't like right. a, one of those traditional like copy instant or sorcery or something. Like you can uh, copy permanents, any permanents that you want. I get an Ugin if you get an Ugin, right? Yeah, like, exactly. You know what I mean? Something along those lines. Like whatever it is, you play Ristic uh, late, of course, and then <laughs> and then I play this, I get to copy it, right? So like this card is just a staple, and it is criminally cheap. So I would get these before criminally. the world catches on. Huh? I'm cr- I'm with you on this one. Yeah, I'm with you on this I, one. I, I, <laughs> it's three dollars. It's three dollars. This card is like Over. super gas and token decks because oh, it makes, no, it makes <laughs> you the synergies. I can't tell. Adrix <laughs> and Nev twin casters is simic tokens. So you double the tokens that you're making with it. Yeah. I have a Brutaclad paper deck. This card is yeah. gas in it because you make a copy. You make a token of the best thing on the battlefield, and then Brutaclad turns everything into a copy of that thing. So it's like yeah. super good. What if you don't have token synergies? Uh, oh, uh, Garuda, Garuda Storm. Well, okay, Tomer, random blue, random blue deck worth or no? Sea monster tribal. Does it go? Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> what's, what's... I mean, in sea monsters, it's got to be good. Ooh, right? it synergizes <laughs> with big sea monsters. Yeah. Does it go into Merfolk? Okay. Oh, not Merfolk. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? Moonfolk. I don't know. Oh, Moonfolk. Well, nothing will make that deck better. But like, I mean, like, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want to copy my Moonfolk. <laughs> yeah, like then you get more Moonfolk, right? Oh, I guess I like, can no, copy my no, opponent's better you can stuff. Copy, yeah, your opponent's stuff that isn't a Moonfolk. Yeah, this card's good. Like, Whoa. I think you could put this card in any deck and you'd be happy. I wouldn't. I, I, I'm synergy fiend, but I, I think it's you could make a case for this any, is a any synergy, deck. Synergy though. With it, it synergizes with, with your no, blue with like mana. literally existing. Like, yeah. like if you are at the table and have four blue ma- four mana and two of them are blue, well, it's synergy. I'm saying the card's really good. <laughs> all right, with that, we have successfully united the podcast. We all <laughs> yeah, finally. We all see double blue card. Richard, will you run it in your bird deck? That's no. the ultimate. Why not? What am I going to do? Uh, copy a fledging Osprey and pay three more mana? Than you can literally do whatever you want. It's whatever you need it to be. Uh-huh. Why wouldn't you? Let, let's say uh, someone I, plays a Kindred Discovery. You get a Kindred Discovery. I don't need. I don't need their cards. My bird deck is powerful enough. <laughs> but I do agree that it's a very good card, and it it is a blue staple. It's just. Even if they're staples, you still need to look at your deck and make sure it synergizes. And I don't think Birds needs it, but it is a very strong card, and that most decks would play. I would even gander this as an S tier card if we were to rank it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. Again, uh, just just right now, real quick before we close out, everything from March of the Machine, like so far, there's a lot of stuff there that are Commander gems that are dirt cheap. So this this set has actually been super sweet for Commander. That's yeah. fair. And not the oh, it's built for Commander like every set because you know I know that they are, but like this one <laughs> actually feels like there's a lot of cards I would play. So let us know in the comments what your secret tech cards are, and uh, more importantly, let us know if you're on Team Fog or Team <laughs> what was the card? Filter removal. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Filter out. Oh god. Team actually do something or team fog? Yeah. <laughs> call, call it what we you need to know which podcast you're gonna yeah. follow. <laughs> so let us know in the comments and uh, we'll see you all back here next week. <laughs>